We are recording. Check one two. Check one two. We are recording. Check one two one two. Hi everyone. My name is Nick Dundas. I am your host of the very first episode of Van Candy, where me, Nick Dundas, takes you around the city in the van. Why you might want to do that, I have no idea. I'm pretty basic, so got lots of stories to tell, lots of fun memories to share. We might share it with some company. We don't know. Who are we going to pick up? I have no idea. This mustache kind of keeps people far away, so we might not pick up anyone. I'm assuming you guys are thinking, oh, Van Candy. It's because he's driving around in a van. No, that's not why we call the podcast Van Candy. We call it Van Candy because of a survey of 80,000 people. One person said I looked like eye candy, and 79,999 people said I look like Van Candy, as in stay clear away from that guy. He's creepy. Anyone associated with him, stay away. Don't take Van Candy. Don't talk to Nick Dundas. So you guys are just this leap of faith with me. That's exciting. Before we start, before we drive around, I might show you around the van. I think that probably is a smart idea. This 1999 Chevy Astro that was renovated June of 2020 during the pandemic. While everyone was protesting and saving lives and speaking about justice in Capitol Hill of Seattle, I was in Snohomish, Washington, in enemy territory, actually, making this bunker. They didn't realize, you know, I was on the red side. But not because I wanted to, but because this is how we rebel from the back, you know. Anyway, let's see what we can do here. All right. Welcome to the van. Took us 10 days to make this makeshift bed kitchenette got that cedar roof got that linoleum floor oh yeah got a big ass mirror so i can look at my double chin or lack of chin you know it's kind of a mess but so am i so that's fine we'll do a more formal tour maybe in another episode but just briefly just know that i i got somewhere to sleep i made the vein because i thought to myself hey if i'm going to be a stand-up comedian i don't want to pay for hotels i want to be able to travel on a whim and just sleep in the van what I didn't realize was I'm not that good. You know, I'm not good enough to travel very far and wide. So staying in the city, sometimes I travel, but often it's just a day trip. That's how, you know, close it is to where I live. Also, if I do get to a point where I travel and do comedy, they will pay for a hotel. So there's no need for the van. So essentially, this was just a really fun project for me. And now is the studio to the podcast. Very exciting. Okay, let's get this set up. Perfect. Perfect. Just like you. This production equipment, including the recording setup, is brought to you by Reese Green. He hosts the Greenhouse Effect, which is available at Parlor Tricks Comedy on YouTube. It smells like the new Nivier scent. Cigarettes and dude breath. So... I'm loving this. This is this makes me excited. Alright, let's see if this thing starts. Oh yeah, all 187,000 miles. We'll make sure we buckle up before we drive around. And we are in the Ballard neighborhood of Seattle. Which means there's going to be a lot of dogs. <coughs> there's going to be a lot of young people. Some old. Some ugly. Some handsome. Some very attractive. 
I don't know how you guys spent your pandemic, but I was building a van. I was doing a lot of crying, I think, because I wasn't able to do comedy. So I cried every day for 30 days. And then the next 30 days, I, I wept. That's what I did. I wept. And then the 60th to 90th day, I was sobbing. So it was kind of a roller coaster of emotions, almost all exclusively involving tears. And then I thought to myself, why don't we, why don't we, why don't we have fun during this plague? All right. So I was able to parallel park into this spot. But now you're going to watch me take twice as long to get out of it. Because what I haven't shown you guys is the outside of the van, which is kind of a mess. There's some paint chipping, and there's a rearview mirror on the right side that just doesn't exist. It's just a piece of cardboard. No one's pulled me over yet. But, you know, this might be the day. This is what's exciting about the podcast is I'm going to be driving, and you might see me get pulled over. You might see me crash and die, which is also kind of fun. That makes it really exciting. And we're off. Super awesome. Yeah. So this is where I live. Ballard, Seattle. And before this, I was on Bainbridge Island. And it was me and my girlfriend. We were 26 at the time. And everyone else around us was probably median age 70. So we kind of were looking for old people to die. And then give us their property. So we're like, oh, we'll get those groceries for you, Ms. Jenkins. Fingers crossed that we're so nice and we struck gold with this woman who'd be like, oh, you guys are so kind. Just have the guest house. I'll just sign the papers right now. That's, that's kind of how delusional we were. But uh, that didn't happen. No, I, I, f I forget that all these people have kids and grandkids. And that's kind of how generational wor wealth works, you know. I didn't think about that. Because I don't think that's it's kind of going to be the theme of this podcast is me not thinking. All right, we're getting off this main drag. What's great is I can tell you guys can hear all the background noises. So with time, we're going to have some great recording equipment. I promise you. Oh, yeah. We might pick up some friends again that don't exist. So when I say friends, I mean, maybe a stray dog or Another old lady. She might be like, I need a ride. I also own this house. Do you want it? That's kind of what I've just been hoping for. And I'm assuming most people my age feel the same way. They just want it. you got to be nice to the elderly. Not because you're going to learn from them, but because you can take their assets. Well, that was pretty evil. I'm just hearing myself out loud. I'm like, hmm, that is a dark man. It's a very pale, dark man. Pale on the outside, dark on the inside. It's kind of... Kind of the worst person. Yep, that's me. Now, I was shopping around Ballard looking for Christmas gifts. It is December 18th, 2021. And, you know, I'm at a point in my life where Christmas isn't you know, really important to me, but the people that I do love are a little too obsessed with Christmas. So you got to find yourself getting people stuff things they don't need because you feel bad that you didn't get them anything you're better off just not getting them anything i like going places i like going on a ski trip i like going on vacation that's a great gift but sometimes you got to get them a little trinket and i was at the ballard store they got goofy stickers and candles they got a lot of ballard themed clothes i'm not ready to commit to that i'm not i'm not that guy i'm not a loser just yet i'm almost there but until then 
yeah, I'm going to stick with my basic ass gray hoodies, non-colored shirts. And when I mean non-colored, I mean colored shirts, et cetera, et cetera. Man, a lot of walkers today. A lot of people crossing the street and taking their time. Wow, they are just waiting for me not to move. And they're giving me the right of way. Good for them. I think technically I did have the right of way, even though there are people and there are no cross rocks here. So um, that's something I hate. There's a lot of drivers in Seattle who like to lollygag. They will be looking around aimlessly. And when they see someone walking around, jaywalking, they stop for them. And I'm like, dude, just go. They will stop for you. Trust me. Don't trust me. I'm not a great driver, clearly. <laughs> when I first moved out here, I used to ride my bike everywhere because I didn't have a car. And I'd take the bus with the bike. So people just hated me because I took up like three spaces. Or the subway, which is even worse because you can't put it in that front rack. Anyway, I was at an intersection in the Green Lake neighborhood. And I don't know if you know, but these intersections in Seattle, they don't, uh, they're not square. They're not like... 90 degree angles. I don't know that I call them intersections as much as I call them like just diarrhea on the street. It's just bad. It's just really bad. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. I think a child designed the whole city, which is fine. Anyway, I'm at an intersection near I-5. There's an on-ramp. It's straight ahead. Like it says I-5 north right now. Just blinking lights like a strip club. And uh, I stop. And a woman pulls up next to me in the intersection as I'm about to drive off with my bicycle. And uh, she's like, hey, where's I-5? There's like, mind you, five cars waiting, beeping. And she's like, I just, I'm not, I'm not sure where I'm going. I'm like, don't ask me. I'm on a bike. Also, get out of the street. Pull over. Use your phone. What are we doing right now? She was smiling and laughing. She said, I'm a little lost. I'm like, yeah, you kind of are. I don't want to deal with this because we're both going to die if we keep it up. Be assertive. Just take the wrong turn. It's cooler that way. Because then if you've got company in the car, they're like, what are you doing? You're like, you know, whatever I want. I'm just doing me. What are you doing? Getting a free ride? That's what I thought. So who cares if I take the wrong exit? That's what you got to do. Be assertive. Wow, this is a nice neighborhood, let me tell you. Not trying to brag, but... It's not like I own it, so there's no bragging, actually. I am a renter. I live in a basement. So, fancy living, let me tell you. Mm. I'm excited to hear this audio after the fact because, again, I can hear the street rumbling under me. I can see all the cars and hear the dogs barking, but I'm not sure if you can. Will you like it? Will you hate it? We will find out with time to come. And I don't have coffee because Jerry Seinfeld made it so that there's not one comedian on the planet that is allowed to drink coffee while driving and talking. He was like, that was my idea. No one's ever thought of that before. So anyone else who does it is a scam artist, is a hack. Thankfully, I already had my coffee, so we're good. I'm not even that much of a coffee guy. This was some top-shelf stuff, though. This was some Vina Cafe quick, instant Vietnamese coffee. My God, if you guys haven't had that before, you got to do it. I got some East Coast peeps that probably never heard of it. You're missing out. It's not just about the Dunkin'. It's also about literally anything else but Dunkin' because it gets better, folks. My friends in Rhode Island who aren't listening right now, my friends in Massachusetts who don't know that I still exist, they probably thought I died in this van. 
stop drinking Duncan, try something else. Not even bashing Duncan, it's not that bad, but there's so many other things out there. It is a stormy one today, folks. My God. You know, sometimes I drive by, there's plenty of old people that live near where I live, and I see people in need of assistance. Like, I've seen plenty of old ladies trying to open the door to their own house while they hold a bike. And when I say old, these people are in shape. It's not like they're decrepit by any means. They're riding bikes in spandex. And I think to myself, I could help them. But then I don't, you know. And the reason why is because there's been enough times where I've asked people for help. And when I mean ask people for help, I mean I've asked if they needed assistance. Even not when I'm driving, even when I'm just walking by. And they get mad at me. They're like, do you think I need help? And I'm like, yes, that's how this conversation started. No one likes to admit when they're struggling. No one wants to admit it. Times are tough. This whole podcast, which it's the theme has changed in the past 20 minutes so many times, it's about me struggling. It's about me trying to live in a van, but then not being able to. And we took a dead end. Talk about struggles. Am I going to back up now? Yes. Boom. No rear view camera, because again, this is a 1999 Chevy Astro with 187,000 miles. I think I bought it with 162,000 miles this last year. So put in some miles for sure. And maybe it was more or less. I don't freaking remember, guys. I got this thing used for, I want to say, was it $3,500? And then we spent about 2000 dollars on renovating the inside and then another 500 on just repairs i think in the year since i've changed the brakes i thought i was the manliest man ever because i refused to get a mechanic to fix the mechanical window that still doesn't work mind you but i had fixed it for a month i bought the part the specific chevy astro rotary that goes inside the door and makes the window go up and down i did it i fixed it i spent a whole day I bought the part, I installed it, I looked at every other YouTube video, I used tools that my daddy bought me because I'm a man, and I fixed it. And you know what? It was probably the best three weeks of my life. I was like, yeah, I could I could get a dad bod now and it works. You know, I could grow a shitty beard and people would be like, Yeah, that guy knows how to fix doors. That guy's a handyman, you know. But then it stopped working. And in fact it's even worse. I think this is a door that goes to a different vehicle, and they put it on this car. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I think it's technically for a different model of this car <laughs> because it doesn't fit exactly right. I can kind of hear the outside even when the door is closed, more so on the left side than the right. The right is snug and flush. This one isn't. So I got a window that doesn't work, so every time I go to a drive through or even talk to the police, this has happened more than once, I have to open the door. When there were protests going on last year, it was the summer. I had to go to work. I work downtown when we're, I was working in person. That's where the offices are. And I'm a block away from a police station. So everything's barricaded off so that protesters don't go and try to burn the place down. And I'm in this creepy-ass van, which is renovated. So they, anyone that sees it is like, oh, that guy lives there. So I'm pulling up, trying to get to work, not doing anything with the police. I'm literally just printing one thing. And I got some cops who are like, what are you doing? And I have to open, I can't roll down the window and casually be like, here's my badge. So sorry, officer. Let me just get out of your way. I have to open the door and be like, sorry, this doesn't work. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? Don't get out of the car. Like they think I'm just going to run away because there's a bomb in here. 
luckily, uh, I'm a white guy. So they actually listened to what I had to say. They didn't even reach for their guns. They just said, whoa, 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 how are you, you know? And I said, uh, kind of good, kind of scared because you have a gun. So I did get pulled over yesterday. So not only do I have this 1999 Chevy Astro, 1999 Chevy Astro now renovated, I also have a motor scooter. I have a 2005 Yamaha Zuma. My God, is that thing amazing. 50 cc's, which means I don't need a special license to drive it. And I zip around town like there's no tomorrow. I'm obsessed with that thing. It is my baby. Probably my most prized possession. Quick 1200 bucks on OfferUp and or Facebook Marketplace. I don't actually remember. The guy who sold it to me told me everything there is to know about driving mopeds, including all the hacks. Like, you don't necessarily have to pay for parking anywhere. Just park literally at a bike rack and no one cares. And I've done it a lot of times. I've gone to football games where people pay $25 a minute for parking. And I park literally at the stadium on the sidewalk that looks at the stadium. And nothing happens. It's amazing. But I did get pulled over because I went through a red light, which is not the first time I've done that. And the police just were ready. They were, they, the worst part is I had already seen them. I was like, oh, I got to make sure I be careful. And then I just immediately was not careful. I don't know why I thought I could get away with it, but it happened. So I get pulled to the side and he's like, I just want you to know I am recording this. And I was like, oh, have the tables turned? I wasn't going to record the whole time, but I was pretty honest. I was like, yeah, I know what I did. I'm so sorry. And the guy was nice about it. So again, white guy. So just just given some specific instances of privilege here it is weird though when you instead of just opening a door when the police come with your hands on the wheel you have to stand up take your helmet off your gloves you have to think oh do I even have a registration for this of course I do I'm not a hoodlum we're looking both ways you know what's great is if there is an opportunity where someone that I don't know listens to this podcast that maybe knows a little bit more than I do about cars, then they might be able to recognize the squeaks, the bad sounds, whatever's going on with this death box is what I call it. People don't like riding in this car with me because, oof, my God, when you're on the highway, it's pretty scary because you can hear the highway <laughs> more than any other car. And I think we might be actually going a roundabout way to Golden Gardens, which is the beach that is at the end of Ballard and looks at the Puget Sound. That's where people like to party. It's where people like to do drugs. But I could say that about most of the city. I'm not saying everyone likes to party, but a lot of people like to do drugs. I was riding around yesterday with an East Coast friend who was like, I feel like the city isn't lit. And I was like, is that what you're looking for? A lit city? You're almost 30. I don't know that that's what we want, right? Right. I guess I want a litty city. I want the opportunity to be lit when necessary, which I am mostly like in the comfort of my home. I'm a definitely a house party guy because there's a lot more that can happen, and I don't have to pay $25 to go into someone's house and then pay another $25 for every drink that I want at the house, you know? You spend $25 on most of the alcohol, and then that's it. You do whatever you want. I mean, there's so many more room for activities. You could have sex in someone's bed. You could steal a lot of their clothes because 
they know how to dress themselves better than you do. You can do so many things in the house. There could be just an orgy that springs out of nowhere. And you know what? I just realized that if I were to be at an orgy, you know, I'm not going to lie, I'd probably be a little nervous at first. Yeah, I tell myself, I'm so excited to just do everybody and everything. And again, this isn't a reality where I don't have a girlfriend that I love very much. <laughs> and we've been dating for five years. This is just a whole different thing. But I would probably just stand around and watch. Not sexually. Literally just taking notes. Like, oh, they have snacks? Let me get those. And you know my friends, when I told them that, they were like, we wouldn't allow you in the orgy then. And at first I was like, that's lame. But now I'm like, that's kind of ruined the vibe. Like some scientist in a lab coat just taking notes as if they're lab rats. I'm like, oh, this is how people have sex. Let me get those Funyuns, though. Funyuns was a bad example for me specifically because I am not a Funyuns guy. Lame. I know. I'm only now discovering all this junk food. I was not privileged enough to have a lot of junk food growing up. Not because it was so expensive, let me tell you. But just because my mom was like, "We're not. you're not even going to touch that stuff. I'm like, okay, I get it. She's from another country. She's from France. Everything we had was homemade. A lot of soup. And I'm a soup guy. I, I can't complain. I love soup. Mostly because there weren't many other options. But I love soup. <laughs> All homemade. Super tasty. Boom, boom. Oh, I bet you guys saw that. That was a speed bump that I did not slow down for. And now the camera is falling off. Let's take a break. A message from our sponsors... Boom. And we're back at a much worse angle than we were at before. But you know, I can fix that. Just move the camera a little. Boom. Just move the camera a little. Boom. Just move the camera a little. All right. Well, we're just going to do a little head now. Yep. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I'm at my late 20s. And I'm only now, like, experiencing all the things on the Taco Bell menu, you know? Like, I didn't have Taco Bell until maybe, like, junior, senior year of high school. And I just always would get the, the soft taco, the crunchy taco. And everyone's like, are you, like, on the spectrum? Because there's a whole world out there with so many better variations of this meat, cheese, and, you know, tortilla. And I'm like, okay. You get that Crunchwrap Supreme for the first time, and you're like, oh, I get it. I've seen the other side. I know why people are fat now. And then immediately you start turning into a snob when it's not up to par. Because that first Crunchwrap Supreme, almost always good. You have it in a small hometown, those kids all know each other. So you knew the guy working in the back. He's like, oh, this is Nick's first one. Let me fucking hook it up. So now everything's worse. In fact, the last two Crunchwrap Supremes I've had, I'm almost all lettuce. Now I start asking for no lettuce because it's so bad with just crunchy lettuce. I'm not trying to lose weight here. It's the same thing with just junk food. I hadn't had ch cheddar ruffles ever my entire life. I had them for the first time two months ago. My friend showed me the light again. It's a problem. They're too good. I was always a sour cream and onion Pringles guy. Cheetos puffs. I like that basic shit. I'm only now having Cheetos. Because I didn't have those ever. My dad was like a puffs guy. So that's what we had. I remember growing up my dad would have some cool snacks but he was pretty adamant about this being for him he's like those fruit roll-ups those are mine i was like those are for children he's like nope not tonight i'm keeping those good for him because i feel the same way now i love having people give me their food but i have a hard time sharing my own i'm getting better 
honestly, if you ask, I'm pretty good. But if you just do the reach and expect, even if we've been dating for five and a half years, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, okay. What happened to manners? But then I do the same myself. When I was a little kid, if I had something good on my plate, mind you that my dad made me, so there's no animosity here. He would cover my eyes and be like, whoa, and then take the food. And we, we were too distracted by the whoa. We're like, oh, Santa Claus here, even if it was July. We're like, That's, that sounds like Santa Claus is here. And uh, yeah, he would just take a bite. So then you start laughing because you're like, oh, that was a funny noise. And then like a minute later, you're like, oh, but that was like the dark meat from the chicken thigh. That was like the best part. That monster. He's actually a genius. My mom was and still is a cooking teacher part-time. She teaches French at an all-girls school. She also teaches kids how to cook. And she's from France. So she's just born with this innate knowledge of some really, really good dishes. Baked goods quiche, eclairs, etc. And I want to say once or twice a week, she'd bake a, like a tart. She'd bake some of the mo- like best chocolate mousses you've ever had. And my brothers and I are like, oh shit, it's going to be, dinner's going to be litty. This city is litty, we would, what was what we'd say. Seekonk, Massachusetts is about to get litty. And she's like, <laughs> no, this is not for you. This is for 40 young girls that could use the sustenance and need to learn how to do this for whatever reason. And we're like, oh, mom. And then we'd go masturbate because we were both 12 and 13 and, you know, that's what happened. We wouldn't masturbate to the cake or lack thereof. It's just what happens when you're that age. So I'm just being honest. Just being honest. It also happened when we were eight or nine, so there wasn't any jerking off there. But at that young age, as most men know, you know something's going down. You know, like, huh, I'm getting this funny feeling, but I don't know what to do about it. So I'm going to put my dick in this pillow, and I'm going to see what happens. Nothing usually happens, but then something kind of happens. That's the best way I can describe it. It's like nothing, but it's like a good nothing. (laughs) It's like if I'm going to pass the time for hours on end without talking to anyone, I might as well do it with my dick in this pillow. So every single couch anyone has ever sat on has had some orifice on it, I think. And not in a non-platonic way. (laughs) So, just know that. Like, if a grandma wraps her couch in saran wrap, just know she's the kinkiest of them all. You think, oh, it's because she's an old fancy lady and she takes care of her stuff. No, 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 no. It's because there's been a lot of anal done on that couch in the 80s. In the 90s. (gasps) I think you guys can hear the pitter-patter of the rain. How Seattle. Isn't that fun? Isn't that just cool? Like, the gays get all the colors, but Seattle gets just rain. We get we get to own that. We're like, this is us. We are rain. Maybe not the best choice, but kind of a fun one for the emo people out there. It's great the first two months. We're mid-December right now. And it's only been raining like this a lot since late October. And so you're like, wow, this is definitely part of my identity. Like, I, I'm, I think it's cool. Like, I like walking outside and not being dry or comfortable at all. Like, it wastes me up. You know, like, it makes me feel like I'm in a Christian album, you know, rock cover or something. But then this next month where it's still the same amount of rain but colder, you're like, oh, this is why people kill themselves here. It's kind of like drugs, right? You get really into it. You're like, this is fun. This is part of my identity. And then you're like, oh, 
I now rely on this. I'm going to kill myself now. I'm thinking about how much of a stretch that was. And, you know, there not everything's going to be perfect on this podcast. That's the new theme. It's like, not everything's perfect, guys. So. And, you know, I'm probably going to work on the camera angles here. I tried to put it up here at the rearview mirror, but then I thought, since I only have half a mirror to use now on the outside, this is basically the one mirror I have, I'm thinking maybe I should keep using that. I'm seeing flashing lights behind me, and I'm like, am I about to get pulled over again? This is going to be the greatest podcast of all time. No, it's just um, somebody with lights. That's weird. Or not. Maybe they're about to get me. This is fun. Start getting distracted. You get one hand, headphones, and a camera looking at you. We got high susceptibility to illegal activities here. Just common mistakes. There we go. He went right by me. I think maybe a city worker is has to clean a field of poop. It's an emergency. Hmm. Guys, we are going to be wrapping up the podcast shortly. We're getting close to home. I refuse to let anyone see me parallel park, although that might be good entertainment just because it's so bad. It's like, it's bad. My partner and I drove, I want to say it's it's about a, a, maybe almost a thousand miles from Seattle to San Francisco. We spent 10 days. I just graduated graduate school. I was like, let's celebrate. We got time. I don't have a job yet. She had some free time in the summer. So we we went glamping. We took her Toyota RAV4 down the Highway 101. Great time. Went to concerts, went to these breweries, beaches, camping, all that stuff. I drove the whole way. I went down the Redwood Forest. I fucking on the coast cliff line. Like It was some hazardous stuff, and I was fucking zigzagging. I looked like Gran Turismo. I was killing it in the small four-cylinder SUV, all right? And uh, what happened was, it was our, I want to say, seventh day of driving, and we finally get to San Francisco. We're going to go see Chris Brown, see Breezy, a.k.a. somebody who sings songs and dances. And uh, so we were excited, but it had been, you know, hours and hours of driving that day. And when you get to San Francisco, I don't know if you guys know this, it is an aggressive city. Very different from Seattle. The drivers there, and essentially all the people there, are like diet New Yorkers. They're just angry at the world. And I like that energy, but I don't like driving through that energy. Especially when you've just seen the beautiful cliff sides and mountainous region that is Northern California. So you're kind of in a, a daze and happiness as if you took some mushrooms. And then you get there and you're like, oh no, I just sobered up. All these homeless people are shitting on the street and just running in front of me. These bicyclists... I think have knives. They want to hurt me. And uh, I'm scared for my life. And like any other West Coast city, a lot of a lot of hills. And San Francisco more than any. And they're like at a 45 degree angle. So after having driven 900 miles without an issue, in fact, probably the best driving I've ever done, I have to parallel park between, betwixt two vehicles at a 45 degree angle, big crowded city, I can hear the highway blazing, and my girlfriend is being the nicest person there ever was and was like, just let me do it. Just let me do it. Just let me do it. Please let me do it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm a man. I can do this. And immediately as I said that, I didn't realize the car was in reverse. I thought I was in drive. 
And I was maybe halfway through the parallel park job, which was 20 minutes in, by the way. And I pushed really hard because I figured I'm at such a hill. If I'm driving, I really got to rev up to catch up. But I was in reverse. So I backed up real hard into this car. And immediately, some fat guy walking outside with a poodle took some pictures. He's like, I don't want you guys just to hit and run. We were like, you're doing the right thing, but also you suck. Snitches don't get stitches because we're too nice of people. But you suck. And when I mean you suck, I mean I suck. I caused this whole situation. I've never felt like less of a human being or a man in my entire life. I've never felt so low. I've never felt so embarrassed. And I've done some embarrassing shit. This podcast is all about me doing embarrassing shit. This is the new theme, actually. Um, and there's going to be some stuff that makes you cringe that you're going to have to put rewind and be like, can you believe this guy did this? There's a lot of stuff from my childhood that I did that just makes me cry still to this day because it's so cringy. But that was one of those things where I was just like, ah, I could die and I think people would be better off. And uh, it was a sad two days for sure. There wasn't much damage on my partner's car, fortunately. A little bit of damage on the other guy's car. Nothing too crazy. And, uh, you know, I'm lucky. But also, remember, I suck. So if you're like, should I let Nick drive my car? It's like yes and no. It's like, yeah, if we're doing just a long highway road trip, Nick's got you. If we're in the city and we need to park, Nick does not got you. Nick is working on godding you, actually. Again, you get this big van, and you start parking in the city. Good practice. So you get me in a Toyota Corolla. I bet I could fucking one-hand. See, that's me being cocky again. I shouldn't because I my track record says otherwise. You know? You know, that's what this podcast is about, me catching myself and bettering myself in front of you guys. And, you know, like I said, the plan is to have some guests sit in the passenger seat We'll make sure we have the camera get them too. I'll give you guys a more formal tour of the van. I'll make sure that you guys know what life really is like as as a stand-up comedian. We will be doing some road trips together. We'll go to Vancouver, Portland, Spokane, wherever comedy clubs will take me. Heck, maybe we'll do stuff in other parts of the world, the country. We'll see. I am talking out my ass, but whatever. Oh, this runner. Almost hit me. That would have been a great way to end this. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening in. Tune in next time, whenever that'll be. And I'll see you soon. Bye.